Hi everyone and uh, welcome to the eighth episode of Broken English Podcast. Uh, my name is Mila Panic and today get, today's guest is uh, Hannah Churak. Welcome. Hi everyone, hi Mila. Uh, so glad to have you here today. Um, Hannah and I, we know each other since a couple of years. Yeah. I don't also recall how we actually met. <laughs> no. no? Uh, but it was in Berlin. I'm it was sure. in Berlin. Yes. Yeah. I know. I, I didn't even know about you back home. And then when we moved here, when I moved here, you were already here. Yeah. 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 So, um, and uh, also a couple of years ago, uh, you were recording podcast with Sasha, me and Selma. Yeah. So now finally <laughs> I can give back the favor and host you on this podcast. It's my first podcast that I'm not hosting. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, so happy to be uh, your host here. And um, I wanted to uh, ask you, I mean, I could also introduce you, but maybe it's nicer. So you say a couple of words about you uh, and then we can start from there. Sure. So, um, yeah, <laughs> this is always difficult to say something about myself. But uh, so I... In a couple of years, I might be able to call myself an intellectual, but as a young woman, I don't think people allow me to do that yet. <laughs> so I usually just say I'm a sociologist and um, and uh, and a political scientist who works at the intersection of the decolonial and feminist. Um, and for the money job, I do like consulting in uh, in media, digital media space, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And back home, I'm popular because i have this meme page <laughs> yes i think the the meme page is actually what i really wanted to talk about uh with you in this episode but i just want to refer because when you said oh maybe in a couple of years you can call yourself intellectual what would that mean aha uh-huh. what what would encompass this uh so you know how boris Buzan calls himself like a cultural critic and an intellectual and philosopher. I or did not other, know that he calls himself. Or other people mm-hmm. call him yeah. that. Other yeah. people call him that. Um, it's just, you know, I feel like through like public work at some point and through like collaborations with artists and theorists and so on, at some point people start perceiving it like this. I know like people perceive bell hooks yeah. uh, as one as well. So I guess what goes into it is a lot of writing, which I just am starting to do now because... I worked so many precarious jobs that I couldn't mm-hmm. before, and then just being being around. Is that like something that is also considered like being officially part of academia or academic world? Uh, in most of the world, yes, but I think Berlin is pretty chill about that, and yes. this is what I like about yeah. it. So yeah, ideally, yeah, in academia, but a key, a, a, to to get to academia in Germany is a super difficult and precarious task. You know, like you have yeah. people who have been teaching for like 20 years and they're like almost 50 now and they still have like two-year contracts and things like that. Oh, that's very sad. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's, introduce, uh, let's introduce your uh, amazing social media page. It's mostly functioned through social media, Instagram and Facebook. It's called Svesuto Vještice or uh, in English, they're all... Witches. Uh, I officially it's it's all witches. It's all witches. Yeah, it's like okay. an idiom. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, officially functioning since. Uh, I think twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. Well, 
Okay, that's very interesting because I, I don't remember, I don't know what I was doing in 2017, but for sure I was not so much into memes as today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, to maybe summarize a bit so that people can get the idea what's, how this, uh, what's the actually the main subject of the page. Maybe you can say a bit about it. And, uh, yeah, how, how do you channel right. these ideas? Yeah, so... Um... So, of course, like the main page that I made in 2017 was kind of like a reaction mm -hmm. to uh, just like the growing meme culture, which wasn't like around in the Balkans almost at all. Uh, but uh, there were a couple of meme pages in our languages, uh, which I thought were completely like disregarding the female experience. Uh, and then I just felt, you know, like I, ju I just didn't feel included in all these memes. And I just started memeing myself. Um, I didn't think to make anything off of it, um, but uh, through the years, people started recognizing this, and um, yeah, like I've been able to profile myself as a feminist uh, through the page as well. Um, the page itself, um, it's a platform for a subversion of patriarchal culture, which particularly focuses on uh, patriarchal culture that's reproduced uh, in language, uh, in norms. Um, in culture, mm -hmm. in general, in the way that people relate to each other and yeah. so on. Um, yes, I mean, for me, it was, of course, like a lot of memes that you're putting through this page, of course, function on uh, our mother tongue. Yeah. Uh, but also some of them are in English. Mm -hmm. And for me, uh, why I found it pretty interesting as, a, as some kind of internet language mm -hmm. that is really becoming more popular and more recognized um, and more interesting in the research or even in academia, the way mm -hmm. how it uh, oscillates through internet, through community, you need to be online. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the success of the meme is also through, um, how I say, recog recognition through yeah. this uh, internet community. And um, I wanted to ask, so your, uh, if, if someone visits your page, mm -hmm. you have a couple of main characters of, also that you chose. Um, I would like to ask, I mean, for it's kind of obvious you wanted to represent, uh, how to say, icons mm -hmm. of, of, you know, uh, feminist movement and so on. But also nowadays, or maybe in the last couple of years, these images are also changing from popular culture. And um, I mean, for me, this is really one humoristic language as mm -hmm. well. I mm -hmm. mean, you, you can maybe agree. And um, it's the way you got this success is because it was really funny to mm -hmm. someone as well. And mm -hmm. then they were sharing and resharing. Mm -hmm. And how do you also uh, collect the, um, the sentences that you oh. combine, <laughs> collage with the memes? How do you choose this? Or is that a process, like a long process? Or Well, it's a creative process for sure. Uh, and I'm becoming aware of it uh, like I've, I've been becoming aware of it through the years. So, um, yeah, uh, a lot to say on that topic. So, uh, first, um, yeah, I decided to ch choose a couple of characters from the Western philosophical thought. They're not necessarily feminists. Like I also use like Heidegger or somebody mm -hmm. like that. Uh, but I combine their biographies, things I know about them, their histories, like the, the, the work that they did. Uh, with some, like, I would call them, like, martyrs of patriarchy that I know from back home, like, just 
you know, like just from, 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 from everyday life. I kind of combine the elements of these people that I know and elements of the biographies of these Westerners and kind of like mishmash that together uh, to get these comic characters that kind of satirize and subvert uh, the patriarchal that exists in both these realms, also at home, but also in generally the Western philosophical thought, mm-hmm. um, like the exclusionary politics of it and so on. Um, so you really start sounding like academic, you know? <laughs> like all these big words, like they're all like. <laughs> yeah, but what I what I actually am trying to do uh, is to bring all of this knowledge that I have from academia uh, into this format that's completely digestible to people mm-hmm. who have who, who have nothing to do with academia and also don't want to have anything to do with academia. So it's just like bringing the big ideas down to very simple, simple mm-hmm. sentences and making them really funny, um, which I somehow am able to do. Uh, although in real life, I'm not that funny. I don't know how that works. I don't. But, uh, I would not agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I know you, and I think it's uh, it comes pretty much from very honest place. Um, but yes, like uh, the community that you are building, mm. and especially on this topic, and we know that in Balkan region, it's it's you know the I say the variety of people is that it is. But mm-hmm. uh, what do you think? It's your main. Uh, who are the main public and consumers of your um, like? Yeah, that's also an interesting thing because the memes that I have are uh, always like a juxtaposition of two things. It's uh, so. One there's one layer of it which is uh, just like the reality, um, something that I've heard, for example, some chauvinist thing that some woman would say to another woman. Mm-hmm. So this is the like the first layer of the meme, and then you have the second layer of the meme which communicates these philosophical ideas from academia and mm-hmm. so on. So uh, it always functions like that, and n- not everybody has to understand both levels. Uh, so this has resulted in my audience actually being people who live this chauvinist reality more than anyone else. So it's like uh, young moms from Bosnia, uh, unemployed women, women who often are openly against feminism as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, it's been a pleasure engaging in conversation with them. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, that when you say conversation, like for me, this really brings like a different form of conversation. Like even one share, mm-hmm. it's already a starting at that. So someone recognized something. And I really like this like casual um, interactions that can be elevated to a certain, mm-hmm. um, certain idea or like to elevate your thought mm-hmm. or, or behavior even like. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I was really... Uh, before we started uh, today with the podcast, I was this morning uh, just like a bit researching about memes and the word, and mm-hmm. of course, it comes from Greek language, and uh, but it's introduced like in a in a in a contemporary or modern way in like seventy six or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always shocked by this. You know, like how these things seem always like the movies that you see and things like that. They always seem to be older than you remember they are yeah 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 like, for example like meme in popular culture you would say it's like in 2015 but it's actually what, like the 60s or something. yeah i mean this is also what for me but like i don't think it was you know because there was no 
uh, internet back then, like yeah. to be spread. But, uh, and of course, when the internet started, it was just seen as a joke, as something like very cheap or like yeah. uh, something that functions in a second and then you forget about it. Mm. And, uh, but, you know, now it starts to be really seriously taken yeah. because of this collaging aspect. And I think uh, that language that also used the, used the visual in it it's much more like, um, yeah, triggering this humoristic aspect that you can remember or, or even scar you in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also found this question. I don't know how to answer it. Maybe it was like, what's not me? Like, uh, I mean, now, you know, in the formal aspect, when you see it on the internet, it's like an image with a text <laughs> over it. And someone can call, like, you know, people may be, oh, it's another meme mm-hmm. or I don't get it. But like, what? What do you think it creates this, like, yeah, imitation as like that you animate even like it's almost augmented reality or something? I don't know. Yeah, like, that you, yeah. It has yeah. a bit yeah. of this aspect. Like with the text, you overlay the image that could like, That's yeah, true. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I'm just like thinking of some memes that my mom sends me. <laughs> Are they memes? <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, if it's she shared, probably it is me because it communicated with her yeah. and she wanted to share it, you know? Yeah, true, yeah. true, true. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a very good question because uh, for me, memes were always somehow like, they are some kind of like, uh, that's excellent that you said, augmented reality. Okay. Uh, or they are some kind of like a reflection of reality which functions on different levels, including like the humoristic one mm-hmm. and so on. Um, but oftentimes I see like, especially in the in the Balkans, uh, because we're like um, often very like straightforward people and not, uh, there's a lot of, um, uh, a lot of very, um, very clear or simple communication over there. Sometimes memes that are most popular in the Balkans are something that's not considered a meme at all. Or like, uh, they kind of like, in the Balkans, they destroyed this form of meme. And I remember you telling me about this first time, actually, like we were discussing this guy on YouTube. Um, I think it was you who told me about this. It's just um, like, blah. Uh, so uh, the, the the way that YouTubers in Balkans function is completely different from the way that YouTube functions in general. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's incredible how these people actually su- subverted the use of YouTube. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like in, in the Balkans reality, this is considered like a popular YouTuber. Uh, somewhere else, it wouldn't be considered like uh, the regular content that goes on YouTube at all. Um, and I think it's the same thing with memes as well. Somehow, mm-hmm. like, you know, like some very, like in your face, very straightforward jokes that aren't even jokes. Like they have no layers. Mm-hmm. It's just like something that's very simple. Um, that is considered a meme in the Balkans. Mm-hmm. Or just like, you know, like we have these, we have a lot of like jokes that we say yeah. in kafanas and so on. Uh, oftentimes I see people just like writing the joke and just putting it on some nice background and this is considered a meme as Mm -hmm. well which is really like it's not a meme it's kind of like some cheap version of meme that you find in the Balkans yeah I mean I guess as everything 
there is no like pure amazing perfect medium like i mean if we see i mean me- memes are definitely a medium and as everything it can be misused and yeah. like also promotes oh the light really changed mm-hmm. like you know i really um am interested in this as you were saying this you know creative process of writing because as you know like and a lot of people already know <laughs> i was talking about it the writing process of the joke mm-hmm. and uh, but in joke you don't have visual of course yeah but here still i think because the visual culture it becomes became so rich mm-hmm. and the, to find so i don't know if the success of the meme you can i guess you can measure by, by quantity in a sense like how many times how 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 many contexts it in, in penetrates mm-hmm. um or like geographically mm-hmm. or intellectually or in different ways mm-hmm. or if it's like a smaller context but can actually influence much more like you know then it's like if it's language barrier or a topic barrier and stuff like that right. so i think there is different ways how we can um think of that mm-hmm. and um i know some uh, art critics that are hooked on memes you know but mm-hmm. they're making them you know and it became most sometimes like uh, literally, um, I, I don't know how much is it meme as much as it's like just, oh, I, I made my personal opinion and stamped it onto something. So it's not, it's very hard if you will speak about art or contemporary art in, in, in a sense that it's really topic that it's um in this Western context, in like uh, if you are speaking from Berlin or in, mm. in, in Western Europe, it's a bit complicated to make it so subjective, you know, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but my question is also like, what do you think about, because also in some art fairs, you know, mm-hmm. they're now selling memes. Yeah, I know. So, like, yeah. What do you think about this? Is it? Um, well, I could have made a whole career out of this, honestly. Really? I think so, because I've been asked so many times to sell my memes or, like, uh, display them in a, in a gallery, and uh, out of respect for you guys as visual <laughs> artists, I never did it. Because... But that's now the... Maybe this was the opinion for five years, and it was still, like... Yeah. But nowadays, it really we become aware also the power of it. Yeah. And as you said, what I like about it, because it goes to the layers of society that not necessarily consume art and culture by going to certain institutions or listening panel discussion and all that bullshit, you know? So it really, you know, it goes into Facebook, but like really a lot of people think that Facebook is internet, you know? So that's the thing. And uh, this algorithm that works there can really create your opinion that yeah. can influence any anything else in the life. Exactly. So I think it's a very powerful powerful medium and it, it is like something that definitely should be included in my opinion in the I mean what is this difference than like making that I'm doing now commentary on my drawings, you know, or stuff like that, or writing my own punchlines on this. It's a it, I think it's a it's something that could be it's definitely a creative process. So I don't know. It is, and it's been around for a long time. I mean, what is Barbara Kruger than memes? Mm. It, that's it. It's just yes. before the internet, you know. Um, and actually, what I do is actually very inspired by her her work in general. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I have this opinion that when something's in the in 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 a museum, it means that it's dead. But I don't know if 
But what do you think? Because I know, uh, okay, maybe to come it from this side. Because it is intellectual property, no? Oh, yeah, that's that's the thing. Because it is the the life of the me Mm. is to share, reshare, reproduce, replicate Mm. the language Mm. itself, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I know that you had some um, fake accounts named Mm. like. There, there were some accounts. There were actually fake accounts that mm-hmm. were using your memes, your name, your brand, mm-hmm. and um, this is sort of, you know, stealing our intellectual property. Because mm-hmm. if you see it from that way, why would it, that do do not have a value? But if it's, you know, if the life of it is actually to be shared and reshared, what is the authorship there? You know. Well, that's a really good question, uh, and it uh, kind of t- touches me as well because I use a lot of images from other people mm. in the memes themselves, and then I collage them with something else. Uh, and I've been, you know, I've been actually talking to uh, a lot of people about this because I was worried uh, about, you know, taking these images from the internet. Um, somebody owns them; they're somebody's intellectual property. Uh, but it turns out like when you manipulate a ma- uh, an image for artistic purposes in in a in a collage kind of mm-hmm. way, which meme kind of is, um, this is um, this is then your own work. Yeah, and of course it's very nice to credit um, the original mm-hmm. work, and I always do that. Like I have. So, like, Facebook and Instagram I use for my memes, but then on Pinterest I actually post the original photos where I credit the mm-hmm. authors and so on. Um, yeah, I, but uh, w- but when it comes to these people who actually copied my content and made, like, mm-hmm. their accounts, it, it, they were also called Sastovyashtica with, like, a question yes. mark or something. Um, this is different because they're not adding any value to it. Mm-hmm. If you add any value to it, then that's fine but uh but what do you think it's a motive for this like i don't get it like is yeah. it uh, followers but what would you get i don't know even uh, do you have some benefits because you have so many followers i don't know i never had so many followers on instagram so what's what are the um, benefits? yeah they put me on this program on instagram it's like some content content um like content creator uh-huh. program you know like you have like a normal account then you have like business account and yes. this is like content creator account where I can actually see who reshares my photos. Uh-huh. And I can, there's a couple of other like benefits that I have. And then they keep offering me to go into the business account where I would pay them to actually promote oh. stuff. But I, 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 I never wanted to do this. So mm. uh, I'm not an influencer in that kind of way where I actually intentionally build the audience or build anything mm-hmm. um, or like follow some Instagram rules and so on. Uh, so they actually started shadow banning me two years ago, very profoundly. Really? Yeah, yeah. I used to have like much more uh, content engagement before, and then I started doing a bit more political work. Um, and then when I started doing like uh, podcasts with uh, intellectuals from the left, this is when they really started like shadow banning that content. And uh, yeah, I mean that's I think. It's not the first time I hear, but um, how do you notice this? Well, because of less engagement? Yeah, just like a massive drop in engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, but what to get back to you on this like motivation of other people to just copy these like make their fake profiles? I have no idea, honestly. Like maybe they have some benefit from it. Yeah, or maybe I, just hooked on on Instagram. I guess I don't know. Maybe just uh, wanting some. Yeah, I mean it's a bit sad, but doesn't matter. Like. <laughs> uh that's what we can comment on it um anyway so but i wanted to add uh first to maybe continue something and maybe come to language again Mm -hmm. um because i maybe just do not lose a thought i know that maybe some time ago you were also through your through instagram or something you were actually also asking your followers to send you um like sentences or some ideas or some um like offensive or like questionable sentences or yeah mm-hmm. conversation to send you so you could like collage them with me. Mm-hmm. So I really like that kind of social aspect of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And uh, was there a good response and like something that you already did not know or or overview? I mean, because it really comes to the humor. And also, where do you mind that? I mean, you said in, in you mind images on uh, internet, mm-hmm. but some of them are very specific, you know, <laughs> like very specific. It's very, or, or like from today, or like, I don't know, you have from Britney Spears to your, uh, Tito, you know? Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like how this happened. I, I imagine, uh-huh. imagine you like just going through your phone. Ah, look, funny image. Poof. And, it's like, <laughs> and then you have a list of. <laughs> Of like sentences, like okay, maybe this can work, <laughs> or it's like immediate, like intuition. Um, I imagine maybe also with Boyan, with your partner, can mm-hmm. come a lot of uh, funny observation because he's you know brilliant in yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has some. He he is the author of some of the most popular memes. Um, it is okay. So I gather. It, and the platform is called It's All Witches because we are all witches. So all women uh, and like everybody is kind of participating in actually making this platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was the case from the beginning. Like I actually didn't want to out myself at all. It was very anonymous. I even had like a nickname, like a hidden, uh, like I had an identity um, for the public. But then uh, because of these like copyright issues, I had to, I have to, I had to out myself. But um to get back uh, on the track, I um, what was I talking about? For the for the um, images or the or the or what we were right, talking right, about. Right, 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 um, right. Yeah. So um, first, you wanted to say yeah. that uh, why it's called we are all. Uh, it's all it's yeah. all witches. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, because everybody participates. Mm-hmm. So where I get the inspiration from is actually from everybody mm-hmm. uh, who sends me things. And it's more, like very often it's uh, my aunts, uh very often it's like my mom. She also is the author of some of like top memes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um like a bunch of a bunch of people. Um and then this visual aspect is something that I just kind of have in my head mm. because I consume so much of yes. it. Uh, and sometimes I just remember which image would fit with some idiom that I've heard. Uh, and sometimes it's just the image that I see and then from somewhere within myself I actually know what to what to write on it. That's cool. That's cool. Mm. Um, yes, but uh, I wanted also to add on this because uh, it's not it's not 
anymore at least mm-hmm. um you know instagram page or mm-hmm. facebook page um starting from there mm-hmm. i assume mm-hmm. it became much more mm-hmm. it it also goes through the writing texts yeah. through your own um analog promotion of it or talking like uh yeah about it and um can you say something about it and how do you think um i mean this language that it's communicated through meme it's very still it's very limited mm-hmm. and you can just grasp certain idea yeah. or your attitude or your um yeah your persona in a way yeah. what you believe what you you know what mm-hmm. you stand for but still it doesn't give elaborate explanation of something and like um like if if i imagine my aunt sees the meme mm-hmm. She found it funny. Mm-hmm. She found something tricky in it, something it's not right, like mm-hmm. that r- creates humor in it. But she's not clear how yeah. and why. She doesn't have, a, for example, knowledge mm-hmm. or um, time or whatever to dig into it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I assume that's where the other side of the practice or like uh, yeah. of this page. Yeah, exactly. So what uh, in the beginning, what people wanted me to do was to write biographies of people whose photos I use, which I found kind of like reactionary. I mean, mm. there's so many pages that are like, oh, women of this country, let's make mm. a book out of it. Or like, yeah. I don't know, like, oh, um, let's just post like biographies of people online and generate response. That's very nice to have. Uh, it's just I'm a bit more subversive than that. Um, so what I do is actually, uh, yeah, all of these memes, they're out there. Um, and then on top of that, I have like this whole analog production, and multimedia mm-hmm. production, where I actually tackle these topics that I deal with uh, through conversations with people like you, um, people like, I don't know, like Boris Budin, I mm-hmm. mentioned him earlier. Just like people who actually kind of stand for the things that I'm also like talking about um, through this intellectual exchange who wants to can get more content, can get more uh, into the things that, that I actually talk about. And then as of recently, I also have a newsletter. Um, yes, I saw that on the page. Yeah, so you can subscribe to the newsletter. It's free. Uh, and then you just get um, every... I'm trying to make it every two months, but uh, it, there's so much work that uh, sometimes I'm late. Uh, but yeah, every two months in your inbox, you you get uh, like a more elaborate um, discussion on a certain topic uh, that is actually on this uh, cusp of decolonial and feminist. And that relates to mostly Bosnia, mm-hmm. but also Western Balkans. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, at, right now, uh, what I'm really proud is the Witches Manifest, which I started building almost a year ago. But it's a process that I actually really enjoy, so I'm not pushing it. And I keep publishing in this newsletter um, just, like, chapters of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I work on this for many, many months, so it's not just something that's written, like, in an afternoon or something. Okay. Yeah. And what would this, like, I mean, how it's going to... Once, how can you imagine it's going to build up at the end? Um, so the, the first chapter is done. The second chapter is going out in the next edition of the newsletter mm-hmm. uh, by the end of this month. And then the third chapter will come in the fall. Uh, and then I'm going to have like the complete manifest. And this should like represent uh, what actually the platform stands for, like very explicitly. 
the thing is that through my practice, I never want to tell people how to act or what to do or what to say, uh, because I don't think this is feminist per se. Um, so this is why I need a long time mm. to actually formulate something that makes sense. But yeah, I think also the the way the whole platform and the story behind it's built, it took years, it took, took years, no? Yeah, in a way. yeah, but I mostly did it on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the beauty of it, in a way. No, but for me, really, um, through your personal work, because I don't know um, personally other people making memes, you know? And really? uh, no, I, I, I don't know anyone. Maybe people do that I don't, I'm not aware of. It's like someone, like, it's something maybe I would do just once, you know? Yeah, like yeah. make one meme and then it just dies after two days. <laughs> but like someone who actually really made um, the name of the platform and it's something very recognizable and who knows where it's going to go afterwards as well. But uh, I wanted to ask you, do you have any money off it? Like in any way, not just like, I mean, I don't think Instagram is paying or something, but like, mm. Um, I know you were also making like a stickers, but that's something that I think was just, it was not profit based. No, it was something was more like, a, um, yeah, it was a nice gesture or yeah. something like that. But in, in a, in a, or in the future, do you see, I mean, this requires a lot of work yeah. and, uh, and labor. Mm -hmm. And if you, if it's, building with this speed as it is mm -hmm. in some years it's gonna be you know a lot of work um it is already it's uh, too much already um and uh, actually two years ago I, i i gathered a team of people um and i found us some money so the soros foundation was great in bosnia they gave us uh, money to actually start the podcast and start the uh, the newsletter Uh, and also, like, they're actually, they're paying for uh, me as the editor of the of these things. Um, but the memes themselves, I never include in any okay. price. Um, I don't think that would be fair. Uh, and also, it gives me freedom to let them be what they are. Do it, I mean, now when I just wanted to ask, because you, okay, you're probably making applications, seeking for money, and so on and so on. And do you ever think um, that if they see memes, that they will not take, in, take it so seriously um, uh, from the funding institutions or bodies? Like, I don't know, what, what was the... Depends who your partners are. You know, it depends who recognizes the whole thing that you do. Because mm -hmm. if I was just like a, some stonehead making yeah. memes, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. somebody will give you money for anything, but... Uh, Uh, no, and I, I, I do, I, after this, this long, I'm actually, you know, I'm confident to say that there is some kind of artistic value to what I do, uh, but also there is intellectual value, especially because of the labor that's been put around mm -hmm. everything else, not the memes themselves. Um, so I'm actually very happy, like this year, actually, uh, the leading feminist organization of the world Uh, the Swedish Kvina till Kvina, who actually uh, were, um, they actually were uh, founded because of the Bosnian war. Um, they, they, they recognized me as a partner and now they actually support me in doing my intellectual work. Okay, so how, 
I don't know that organization. Why they are founded because of Bosnian war? Yeah, so Kvinet Lukvina is uh, funded by the funded and founded by the Swedish government, uh, and they um, they actually uh, supported the first safe houses that were made in Bosnia and supported first female activists who were uh, working with uh, rape victims throughout the whole Bosnia territory during the war mm -hmm. and then from then on they really grew uh into like really like the leading leading feminist uh contacts in mm -hmm. the world uh they've been uh extremely active uh in conflict zones um and they, they really do a good thing they do like really like a feminist foreign policy all the way um the bosnian office is full of like really great women that i really appreciate so um, I'm super stoked that they actually recognize me. Well, that's great. Yeah. That's, I mean, you should be. Yeah, I mean, I feel very empowered by that. Yeah. That's and good. they, you know, like we're we're now we're now we're in a partnership where um, we I finally get to actually educate myself on extremely difficult topics, which I didn't want to touch with my memes um, because Ooh. I thought it wasn't a place of humor, uh, especially regarding uh, violence in Bosnia towards women. Mm. So now I'm going to go through like this whole education with them, and then I'm going to be able to actually address these issues yeah. um, informed and, you know, empowered in that way. Yeah, I think that's right. And um, so maybe to come to you then through this. So now you are, I mean, on your page, it says that you're based in Berlin and Sarajevo. Mm -hmm. But uh, for now, you're in Berlin. Yeah, back and forth, back and forth. Back and know, forth. Yeah. Do you plan to be like that? Or you don't know, like in the future? Or or how do you also see your... Um, when you're based now in Berlin, and I don't know, the future of... Or, or the meme page, or, or something like that, or the content of the memes, would they change? Let's see until the baby comes. <laughs> 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 that's okay. my answer to everything <laughs> okay and uh, I, I have a very simple question uh, what what memes page do you follow do you know this Berlin Auslander memes yeah they're so good what, what do you think about them uh, it, it was funny but then like I know that they do some partnerships which I which I think is ridiculous like don't do commercials for like burgers yeah i mean there's also uh, i really like uh, some statements they are putting out and like i mean they're also pretty funny yeah and their target public it's, it's um, i mean as narrow but you recognize yourself yeah. like, if you don't recognize it's not funny to you exactly. you don't you don't, like, you don't yeah. get it yeah but sometimes i feel it's also um in some means it's like a bit too much of stereotype. Like I, I, I just wanted a one extra layer of like making a twist mm -hmm. in it. Like something yeah. uh, a bit. Sometimes you know, yeah. like some of them are really to the point, mm -hmm. but in some of them, I'm just like, ah, oh, come on, like let's just make a di different twist on it. You know? It's yeah, yeah. I mean, memes can't always be edgy. Sometimes I'm disgusted by the memes that I put out as well. You know, sometimes you just need to do something for 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 everybody. <laughs> Yeah, um, but then this gives you leverage to actually do edgy memes, like yes, the next couple from of time days. to time. Exactly. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's cool. And uh, what else do you do besides this? 
Um, so I currently, so my money job is at a university where I work in communications. Um, and then I am a consultant for this, um, uh, they're called European Endowment for Democracy. And they're like, um, like Brussels based, uh, donor organization who works with, uh, people like individual activists and individual, um, non-registered associations throughout the Balkans mm-hmm. uh, and they help them kind of, uh, they empower them in that way. Uh, so I work as a consultant for them in the area of feminism and digital media. So you, you write the memes. I know. <laughs> I mean, what you see. So you, so you give them feedback so you can send them memes. That's an email and that's... A... No, thank you. 200 euros. No. <laughs> no, I I do trainings for them because, you know, like I have this... Um, I have this background and uh, I used to work in the German parliament. I used to wow. uh, work um, for all kinds of uh, like big international organizations. So I, um, yeah, I use that expertise to help them out a bit. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, this is all new, pretty new for me. Um, at some point I was also unemployed. <laughs> I mean, a lot of us is still unemployed. Yeah. And uh, I, I recently saw somewhere a meme. Like, oh, if you're unemployed, or it's actually commercial from someone on Instagram. Like, if you're unemployed, it's just an opportunity. You know, fuck you. Like, an opportunity for what? I know. <laughs> it's just like that. But um, it's just about not being paid for the any for other the work. work. Yeah, do, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's not seen or valued or there is no source or resources yeah, for I, it. It's actually... Uh, last two years when I was in Bosnia, I've actually convinced, I, 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 I guess I lived in some other reality, but um, I realized that actually there's no, you know, like n- people don't really recognize what I do there. Yeah, this is what I actually wanted to talk as well, because when you said you live between Berlin and Sarajevo, and I know you have this sort of attempts to find a job there and to mm-hmm. work and starting to work. And you had education and experience that could be really very well utilized in that region. And seeing you again, of course, like chasing for better opportunity that can build you more, mm-hmm. but kind of uh, because there was obviously, or if I'm wrong, maybe like enough reasons or some something that could give you the same opportunities back in Bosnia yeah. in that sense. Mm-hmm. And uh did you find this like I mean of course we all find this disappointing in a way mm-hmm. but um is it a big hustle like to yeah. do this is it still like very much who you know how do you operate and actually like I mean this is just my ideas of Bosnia you know I don't live there for so mm-hmm. long and I cannot even think of like attempting to find a job there mm-hmm. even introducing what I do in a way but yeah um how is that seen? As you said, you it was not recognized, or do you think there was no need for it? Um, so there's definitely a need for it because it's getting worse and worse. It's just that since the the culture is so patriarchal and so binary, um, people expect you to be something that is like they they want a one worder from you when you Describe explain it, them yeah. who who you are. And they couldn't place me anywhere, like because I worked, I worked in many, like I worked for international organizations, but I also worked in the art sector. Um, 
you know, like I have this massive output online that's uh, very raunchy. Um, I use a lot of swear words. And then it was, I think it, it was too much for, for, for them in general. I mean, I'm extremely well connected over there. Um, and um, I, you know, like, um, I could have had somebody just make a phone call and say, employ this girl, which mm-hmm. is how everything goes in Bosnia. I didn't want to do that. And then um, and then going this like normal way of applying and talking to people um, just didn't, you know, didn't result in, in, in anything that's been really for me. I did get some opportunities, but they were they were just depressing. Yeah, it's just a, it's a very depressing place. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, I, whenever I talk about some, with someone about that, and you know, of course, I also feel a bit bad of saying something negative about it because, yeah. as I said, I'm not fully entitled. I know what I left there, mm-hmm. but because I just go there for a visit for occasional projects Mm -hmm. and um, I'm not actually participating in a sense of like knowing how it's the everyday hustle, like finding Mm -hmm. work, finding job, Mm -hmm. um, actually living there Mm -hmm. for some some time, Mm -hmm. you know? And I sometimes feel very bad, like having negative comments about it, but also I'm not very happy when I hear you also saying it. It's, it's, It's really this like, um, sad melancholic thing that yeah. you don't know and you know i'm starting also to lose the faith in a sense like oh younger generations are going to change something well the younger generation or they leave or they're just fed by the same they're, they're replicating the, the same thing our generation is the worst the worst in our our family's generation and that's really what's kind of yeah i cannot like if you cannot explain i don't know uh, to to myself or to my to someone who is not from there, how it functions, and it's not just like I'm in Bosnia. Maybe mm-hmm. from our experience, Bosnia is the worst in in our eyes because we are from mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But I, I assume the neighboring countries yeah. have similar prob- problems, mm-hmm. and that's a bit sad. And this is like this impossibility or or this like romantic idea of returning, which. Most of us have like, oh, you know, I would like to live there three, four months and then I go somewhere else yeah. to earn money. Yeah, this is like ideal utopia, which mostly is like very, you know, uh, fragile and it's not going to happen. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, when I'm here, I long for that. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm there, I want to kill myself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is like... exactly yes and this is also the question like how this feeling is fed from what was it by the knowledge that i gained here or certain freedoms or observations then you compare or it's because what is also for me important when i go back to bosnia you somehow feel like i'm never gonna leave again you know like there's a uh, how you say yeah. um piesak. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a the, sand, the, the sand that eats you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you can't you cannot die, but you feel like you can't flee. Exactly. And I think exactly. that claustrophobia yeah. of that region it's yeah. what's sometimes bothering me. It's not like I'm going around so much, but um and I'm I sometimes I was thinking would 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 this be a bit different if there was no border? 
you know, I mean, everything yeah. would be different. There yeah. is no border. There would not be such a horrible question of return or going, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think people would have more sex, and I think this would solve a lot of problems, <laughs> really, because I don't think people have sex over there. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, because imagine how depressing it is. So, like, most of the people just want to kind of like get married by the age of twenty-five. Yeah, and then right. they like they move in together, and their parents pay for their like pillows, which say Mister and Mrs. And then like they make a baby, and then they never have sex again. <laughs> this is this they is they get huge bored issue. of each other. Yeah, of course they get bored of each other because like you're on this program, like buy a car, mm-hmm. buy this, but come here, go there. This is the thing, like the first uh, first sexual intercourse, like, the first time <laughs> you immediately fell in love with this person, and you don't know for anything else, better or worse or different. Yeah, and uh, that's like, oh yeah, this is the person you want to. I mean, I've been in that place as well, you know. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> went out of that, you know, and it's like completely different. Like, you figure out like what is really means then, like when you are that you are actually a child when you're seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. That you don't, have, yeah, that you don't have your own thought, you know. Yeah, and more to say like opinion you know yeah. and uh that this kind of as you say because it's so fed and so pressured that like you know my own family was also saying when i was back then with that first boyfriend of mine which was much older than me mm-hmm. it's gonna save me and like mm-hmm. come on just get married like he, he will take care of you you will, will have everything mm-hmm. he's a professor for god's sake mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i was not like it, mm. it was that was I think they wanted to save themselves, yeah, for putting the money in my education yeah. and stuff like that, you know, just to feed yeah. less mouth that we would say, you know, yeah, there's that's and that's a, yeah. uh, but you know, it's if it's not just your family, it's kind of this like village atmosphere, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, yeah. <clears throat> that's why I also yeah. don't like when someone is like here saying like, oh, let's go all back and live back in the village. Well, I think there is a reason why some communities came together and make some urban environment mm-hmm. where the thought could be spread. Mm-hmm. If we would go backwards, I think in some hundreds of years, the thought will go back, backwards, maybe, you know? I mean, village villages, that's, I think it's a very, I mean, I don't have the experience of living in a village. Uh, my mother does. My mother is from a extremely comes from an extremely like violent patriarchal Bosnian uh, background um, and through her I've met some of the but she you know kept mm. me safe from most of the things um, but um, the the problem for example uh, particularly in Sarajevo is that this mentality has stuck regardless of the money regardless of the goods regardless of the developments um, and it's um, that's that's what 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 is tragic and you're right it comes from poverty definitely uh and also trauma um and this is why it's so difficult to actually approach any of these things Mm. uh people tend to group together in these very conservative ways that when there's darkness around them um so i do understand it i just think that um in some places, like for example Sarajevo, there is an opportunity to kind of, you know, 
yes, of course, talk about our trauma and talk mm. about poverty because yes, we'll, we're still poor, uh, like in comparison to 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 what is not periphery. Um, but um, there is there must be at least like 10 people who can think out of this box mm -hmm. over there. And it's important not to keep them silent. And this is what's happening. Like people are being silenced actively. Yeah. And this is, this is how actually, uh, you know, like this is how nationalism came, came about. Mm -hmm. People who did, weren't nationalists were violently silenced or pushed to the, yeah. to the margins or to Slovenia. <laughs> yeah. um, is your grandma alive? Yes, one is. One is. From mother's or father's side? Mom's side. Mom's side. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I mean, <laughs> sorry. sorry but, uh, because it will add to the, the, the thought I had. Uh -huh. So what your grandma and your mama think about your uh, memes or like, I mean, you said your mama is uh, also uh, author of some of the best ones. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know you come from intellectual family as well, so they kind of also, uh, I guess, nurture all this. Yeah, and they're super they, yeah. supportive. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but like, um, because of this female line, you know, grandmother, yeah. mother, you know, and uh, or even more interesting, how your grandma? What do you talk with your grandma? <laughs> That's a very good question. So, <laughs> I recently called her to tell her I'm engaged, oh. and she was like. What? Like, well, I thought you were already married. Why do you live with this man? <laughs> <laughs> that was her comment. Oh my God. Um, so, yeah, well, um, my mom is awesome. My, so, you know, like how every generation has that one woman who actually breaks away from mm -hmm. what was imagined for her. She and her sister were definitely that for, for us. Like in that village, there's still the only two women who actually finished school and so mm -hmm. on. Um, of course, like they were called cookers, everything. Um, so I admire the two of them uh, in particular. Um, and this is where actually my feminism stems from. And this is where it comes from. And this is so just being around them was the most empowering to me as, as a human being and as, as a woman, as a feminist. Uh, my grandma is not. My grandma is horrible. <laughs> um, but um, when I talk to my, my aunt and my mom about it, they always say that despite all the violence that they've been through and everything that was imagined for them uh, at a very young age, um, there was this element, uh, and this is that uh, the grandma, so their mom, my grandma, actually, uh, she was the one, uh, like, who wanted to send them to school. Uh, she was talking to my granddad, like making him send the girls to school as well because mm -hmm. the boys, the boys went and so on. So I feel like they, you know, this is what, <laughs> this is what um, they, um, this is what my mom and aunt think was the feminist contribution of my grandma. And I can, mm -hmm. I can understand that because yeah. feminism comes in different places and it doesn't have to be like, all encompassing, yes. especially yeah. in places where you know so poor. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I also I really love my grandma, uh -huh. and um, I think now in this age, you know, um, she had five daughters, mm -hmm. and it's not that they planned five daughters. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandfather was chasing a son, which didn't happen. You know, <laughs> so at the end, it turned out five daughters, and I think. 
at this moment, I don't know, I like to call it's maybe like stupid, but you know, I think she also thinks of it. It's, it's at the moment her biggest capital in all senses of, of like what capital can mean, you know, emotional, supportive, um, in this female uh, people around her, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we when we come together, you know, and also grandchildren, like most of us are also female. There are like a couple of <laughs> male <laughs> outliers. Oh uh, yeah, but I think um, I found it also sometimes more difficult today to speak with my aunts mm-hmm. rather than with my grandma. Because I think grandma, she's very happy, first of all, that I got education, mm-hmm. that I, everything was done within the deadline, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, because my mother was her oldest daughter, mm-hmm. you know? And it's it's her pain because, you know, my mother died before she died. And you mm-hmm. know how it goes with us when you yeah. lose a child. So I have also very big freedom to speak with my grandma about very simple things you know because yeah. she grew up in the village and I'm I, and then you know she also took a lot of time to understand that you can have a boyfriend but not being a man you know <laughs> or like spend the night together yeah and still not end up with this person you know but I think now because we are all 30 something mm-hmm. the grandchildren mm-hmm. so she now is like empowers like oh come on one goes another comes like buses ah, you know nice but I really was more interested in her way of life, you know, uh-huh. like, and uh, what kind of, um, how do you say, um, otpor? Yeah, resistance. Resistance. Mm-hmm. She was pushing through her, uh, yeah, womanhood or There's like the marriage. Some. There is always some. Yeah. And I mean, on the topic of uh, abortion, uh-huh. which was not called abortion at us, but <laughs> chistenia, like <Yeah>. cleaning. <laughs> That's very I feel, I feel even it's, it's even more appropriate <laughs> in some way, you know? I think we should push that term much more, uh, especially nowadays. And, uh, you know, she was always doing it as a protest or a punishment to my Ah. grandfather. Because he would, like, make her a baby and go to work, Um, you know, Uh, back to Germany or whatever. uh And I think she heard once a gossip, you know, like, and then she was on the protest. She was, like, already, I don't know how, which month pregnant. He left her pregnant. He came back. She was not pregnant anymore. Uh-huh. So he go around, circle around the village, you know, and then, like, <laughs> I mean, turned out it was a male child that she, like, cleaned. <laughs> and it was the whole thing. But the way she and she also left the first husband ah, pregnant okay. ah. to escape to my grand. I had no clue about ah, this. And I'm like, and you're asking me if I slept with my ex husband <laughs> Like, you like, we're married. She went because she didn't like it's her mother in in law. Oh, that's very important. Yes. Yeah. It's it's that's that like it was really problematic that she needed to go away. But you know, there's questions like, okay, how did you deal with your period? Did you ever have orgasms? And then she's like, well, I had five kids. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's an orgasm, grandma. <laughs> oh, but, you know, like, it's very funny to me to like, uh, because she's, she knows that, the, you know, the end is near. Uh-huh. And I think she's very excited when any of us comes and asks these questions that, you know, I don't think she was sometimes even talking maybe with her friends or like yeah. from the village. Yeah. And, you know, even just asking, her, there was a full house. There was a husband, five kids, mother of the husband, father of the... Where did you have sex? 
you know, yeah. then you know, then you go, oh, well, we were going to pick up the boots, corn, and stuff like <laughs> that, which unfortunately nowadays is not happening so much, you know. <laughs> and so it was very interesting, all these like things to find out about your grandmothers or great grandmothers, yeah. and that you know, it really involves so much what it means to be a woman, yeah, you know, exactly. and uh, how to keep, you know, so there was always sort of resistance, uh-huh. but maybe, you know, in these circumstances could not be bigger or when it, when it's yeah. not, when there is no education. Exactly. In, so you have your own ways yeah. to do that. Yeah, exactly. It's, I think also it's very human, you know, mm-hmm. it comes even just to being a human and protect yourself as yeah. such, you know, and it was very interesting. Uh, to hear all this, I really like to, uh, you know, speak with my grandma. Me too, I do. Like she also, she goes back to 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 her. I like that she goes back to her youth. I don't know if we have time. Mm-hmm. Um, she, like she she tells me a lot. Like she's she's like uh, she cracks jo- jokes all the time. She's really very funny. Um, and she often tells me about her youth, and she tells this story, um, like. Her and grandpa were kind of they, like they weren't dating. They they were these siela that they would like go to. Mm-hmm. So there was a siela in the village where my grandpa was from, and then like she went with her girlfriends there, and then my grandpa saw her and he fell in love with her uh, platanitsa, like uh, yeah, a braid, uh, like a braid. She had like a beautiful long braid, and then my grandma would tell the story, uh, like, or like when they like they when they got married. And it was their like first night together, and then um, Grandpa was shocked uh, that she actually took the braid, uh, and uh, it was a clip-on, and then he just, <laughs> he just hung it, oh. <laughs> hung it on an axle. Oh my god, <laughs> so cool! <laughs> So it's just like these, these just hearing about their like beauty rituals as well mm. is somehow really. Uh, it has some witchy magic. To yeah, it. I love it. It's like <laughs> clip on, but it's like I tricked you out. <laughs> I tricked you, felt tricked, and now you can't see. So good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow, I like that we came to this also. Yeah, it's this nice. is the best topic. Yeah, that's the best. We could always uh, speak about this and the grandmas. And I mean, I don't want even to start with my aunts. And if there is a certain period of life, mm-hmm. I guess 45 to 65, 60, mm-hmm. that, you know, you become very bitter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's what I see in my immediate family, you know, they become very bitter. They start turning to religion. Yeah. And, yeah I don't know, in some different aspects, like yeah. it's a, trying to find this protest or reactionary spirit in a very strange way. Yeah, yeah. And then to impose to the even younger generation. And I don't think they were in that spirit as well to receive from someone older when they were that age. You know, I think everyone is. But like now it feels very strange. I feel like I really was much more connected in a, um, like in a freedom way or intellectual way, like like 10 years ago with my aunts Mm -hmm. when they were my age, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But now it's it's a bit harder. I don't know if it's maybe I grew in this uh, or 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 changed certain opinions, of yeah. course, and I think that's normal. Uh, and they as well. So um, I found mm. I still see them as my best friends, you know. But mm. uh, it's just sometimes you have these falling outs. Yeah. That maybe I will understand when I come to their age as well. I you guess. Know? Yeah. yeah. I think that's. <clears throat> 
I mean, sometimes when I look at my memes from like five years ago, I'm just like, my God. (laughs) Well, I think we all have that. We all have that. Uh, You know, I don't know what we're going to think about this podcast in a couple of years, but let's just seal it like this because this is how we feel now and it's cool. Um, Okay, so maybe we should uh, close it now in this way. Yeah, then send it to space and Yes, send it it to space and see and hear what other people think. But thank you so much for being here in this enormous heat Thanks. Uh, with this one simple me. fan. But uh, yes, um, I hope you enjoyed it a Thanks. lot. Thanks, it was great. I'm going to share your page, your work uh, within the podcast and uh, to address our listeners. Um, as always, you are welcome to send any recommendations of people you would like to hear or if you would like to do a podcast within this uh platform or under the broken english um podcast um you're free feel free to write me on the on the email which is written on the description of this episode uh or simply hit me up on the instagram page uh yeah so please share and uh enjoy your day bye bye